0: As far as Ellie Green knew, her mother Angela was receiving treatment in a hospital for mental health related issues, according to her father. It all came as a surprise, considering she has never exhibited behavior that would warrant being committed, especially against her will. Ellie's father, Jeff, would give very few details and the details he would give were extremely vague. Over the next few weeks and even months, Jeff's account of what actually took place that night of June 20th, 2019, would take investigators as well as Ellie and everyone close to Angela down many paths, all of which proved to be a dead end. What seemed like a quiet suburban neighborhood now has neighbors questioning one of their own. This is the case into the mysterious disappearance of Angela Green. my true crime peeps out there. I'm your host, Heather. And I'm Danielle. And welcome to episode two of Gone in a Blink. Today's story is by far one of the strangest cases I have ever read and will somehow leave us with a lot of unanswered questions. This is the case out of Prairie Village, Kansas of missing mom, Angela Green. Now, those of you who are not familiar with the area, Prairie Village is a town just south of Kansas City, Missouri, that sits close to the Kansas-Missouri border on the Kansas side, and has a population of approximately 23,700 people, according to the World Population Review website. So... Angela Green was last seen at her home on June 20th, 2019 in Prairie Village, Kansas, where she lived with her husband, Jeff, and their daughter, Ellie. Ellie was a student at the University of Kansas and had been studying abroad in Italy. Angela was very anxious to see her daughter when she returned from Italy, and according to the Facebook page Find Angela Green, Ellie and her mother had gotten into an argument that night. According to reports, it wasn't anything that Ellie felt was very serious. However, Angela asked her daughter to leave. That was something that Angela had never done before, and it kind of surprised Ellie. So Ellie went to stay at her boyfriend's house that night in Fairway, which is only approximately three miles away. So it was very close. What started as one night, turned into several nights, and after three days had passed and Ellie still hadn't heard from her mom, she began to worry. So it was then that Jeff sent Ellie a text message telling her that Angela had suffered a mental health crisis, and he was forced to have her committed to a psychiatric hospital. He was known to have threatened to do this in the past, however, nothing had ever come to fruition. It was later reported in Kansas City Magazine that the night of Ellie and Angela's argument, Jeff went to stay with his brother and sister-in-law. Jeff told Ellie via text message that he had Angela taken away by mental health professionals in the parking lot of a store and that it had been a struggle. Now, big red flag number one, for me anyway, is that's not how it's done mental health professionals don't meet you in a parking lot of a
1: store or any public place for that matter and have you hauled off so as uh, speaking as a as a meta- mental health professional no that's not how it's done there's a lot of red flags there actually okay one has Angela, at that time, had she been declared incompetent where she couldn't make her own decisions? Do we know that?
0: No, I haven't found anything even remotely insinuating that she was incompetent for anything.
1: Well, why I ask that is that, you know, a husband just can't call up and say, my my wife is acting crazy, please come take her away. There has to be some kind of proof, one. Two, okay, okay. In the realm of things, if she's a threat to herself or others, that wouldn't be the automatic call. Like you'd probably get police involved. So you can provide a record of what's happening if you do have to declare her incompetent and somebody else make those decisions.
0: Well, absolutely. And can you imagine if that was actually something that you could do is just say call up mental health professionals and say my spouse or my boyfriend or whoever is crazy come get them you know how many people would be calling them constantly oh we had a fight well I'm calling the mental health professionals to come get you you know it that's not how it's done I mean it's it's insane that he even said that that's what happened but that's that's what he said.
1: But it, it paints the picture of almost like they created a coup. Like they lured her into the store parking lot. Like, oh, we're going to go to Walmart. And then the medical professionals were there waiting to take her away. That doesn't happen. No, that's that's only something
0: that you might see in a really bad horror movie (laughs) (laughs) or an episode of Benny Hill if
1: they're they're all running around and trying to get the lady to get her to the hospital.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely not something that that happens. But anyway, so Jeff told Ellie via text message that he had taken Angela away. So he gave no details. He gave absolutely no details and when asked which hospital Angela had been taken to he replied only that it was somewhere down south and that she would be staying there until she was better he had provided no info on her diagnosis and Ellie's boyfriend's mother had actually asked to visit Angela however Jeff ignored her request, so Ellie trusted her dad and assumed he would do only the best for Angela and she didn't have a reason to believe at the time that he would be lying to her
1: and really at this point did she have a reason to I mean has he ever you know whether it been lied to her or had had tried to put her mom into a mental health institution before I I know you mentioned that he had threatened it but I, I wondered if anything ever came of that
0: he had threatened it but nothing I found stated that he had actually tried to go through the process but he told ellie what he did he told ellie that he um, had her committed and ellie had absolutely no no reason to believe that he would be lying to her about that so during pretty much the entire summer of 2019 life went on with the assumption that her mother was in a psychiatric facility getting the treatment she needed for her mental health issues Ellie was still living in Faraway with her boyfriend, and her and Jeff would still talk. Jeff would come over for barbecues and pretty much acted as if everything was completely normal.
1: So while this was going on, they were still living life like nothing had happened, that mom was just basically on vacation. That's what it sounds like.
0: Well, Ellie thought during that whole summer that her mother was in the psychiatric hospital getting treatment. So that's how she was going on about her life. Assuming that her mom was getting the getting help that she needed because Jeff told her that obviously she needed help. So again, she's not questioning what her dad's saying. She's just trusting that he is doing what's best for Angela. And so three weeks later, Ellie contacted her dad to discuss Angela, Jeff. Met with his daughter, her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's parents on July 16th. And it was at that time that Jeff revealed that Angela had actually died of a stroke while in the psychiatric hospital. Just kind of so matter of fact like. He's claiming that Angela died of a stroke, but never once did he go to Ellie and say, We need to talk. Something has happened to your mother. It's just. Ellie making all the advances to try and pull information out of him. He doesn't free up any information. And when she does ask him about her mother, he's extremely vague about everything.
1: Extremely vague and just says, oh, by the way, that she died of a stroke. Did he even say when at that point? Like,
0: No, no, not at all. So once again, he told very few details of her death other than she had died of a stroke in the psychiatric facility, and then made the shocking request that they not notify Angela's family, who were living in New York.
1: That they don't notify her family? He
0: did not want anyone to notify her family, which is very, very strange. So there was no funeral, no obituary, and no mention of her passing to her extended family whatsoever. Then, in February of 2020, Ellie finally told her aunt, who is her mom's sister, the news of Angela's death, and when she heard the news, she contacted Jeff and requested to see a copy of Angela's death certificate. Jeff claimed to have a copy at his house and told her he would text her a picture of it, but he never did that. So, then she advised that Ellie go to the Kansas Department of Health and Environment in Topeka to obtain a copy of the certificate. So Ellie did just that. And after going up there, a nationwide search was conducted. And the only thing that they could pull up was Angela and Jeff's marriage certificate. So there was no record at all of Angela's
1: death. No record of death at all. No, Whoa.
0: nothing. So uh, this was extremely alarming and, filled Ellie basically with all kinds of questions surrounding the truth about her mother's disappearance, which it would anyone, you know, especially once you discover that there's no death certificate on file. So police were called and asked to do a welfare check on Angela. And when they arrived at the Greens' house, they were met at the door by Jeff, who told them that Angela was alive and well and had run off with a friend. And he provided, once again... No other details to the police other than that. So he literally went from telling Ellie her mother died of a stroke in a psychiatric facility to telling the cops she's alive, she's good, she ran off with a friend.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. That I wonder you know, what kind of questions that brought up for Ellie when she heard about this welfare check that I guess has her mom just hobnobbing someplace with a friend.
0: Yeah. not dead. No. I mean, and it's, again, his his stories are so vague, but he literally jumps from one major tale to something absolutely complete ass backward. I don't know. But, so according to Ellie, her mother is not the type of person to simply just run off. She rarely left the house without her daughter or her husband. And... It just, it wasn't, it wasn't her. It wasn't her at all. So Ellie filed a missing persons report with the Prairie Village Police Department on February 18th, 2020. So officers checked mental health facilities in the area to see if there had been any trace of Angela.
1: Maybe even if there was a, like a past um, admission.
0: Exactly. And they also did a nationwide search for a death certificate on Angela, as well as collaborated with Homeland Security to see if she had used her passport to leave the country or anything like that. And every single search turned up nothing. A search of the Greens' home showed that Angela left behind her purse, passport, cell phone, driver's license, and her car. Um, It's also important to note that no money had ever been taken from Angela's bank account since her disappearance. So that is usually... A massive red flag when there's been no bank account interactions whatsoever. And you've left everything. You've left everything.
1: So Jeff allowed the police to search the home and they found all these things. I wonder what, you know, his answer was to that. My
0: guess is probably not much. Right. He seems like a man of very, very few words. (laughs) So... Ellie received a call from her father while she was at the police station on February 18th, and officers listened in on the phone call. Jeff told Ellie a completely different story. Imagine that. He stated that Angela had not been taken to a mental health facility, but instead had actually disappeared from their home after the fight she had had with Ellie. Ellie. Jeff claimed that he later received a phone call for someone stating that Angela had been admitted to a psychiatric hospital. He stated that he received another call a few weeks later that she had died of a stroke while in the hospital. So now he's back to the stroke business. Right. He said he had been too busy at work when he received the call and had forgotten to ask which hospital she was admitted to Or any other details. So you just get a call that your wife passed away of a stroke in the so-called psychiatric hospital that you had her admitted to in public. And he was so busy. Just busy at work.
1: But he sure made it to those barbecues. Made it to the barbecues. But... He
0: had no time to hear about his wife passing away because he was busy at work.
1: Obviously, another story.
0: Yes. And back and forth. A lot of back and forth. So, in the many months following Angela's disappearance, obviously, Jeff's story changed multiple times. So much so that Ellie's aunt, Michelle, had urged her to begin recording their phone conversations with her father. Um, Another one of Jeff's many, many different accounts of what happened to Angela, according to the True Crime with Kendall Ray podcast, was that Jeff called Ellie and told her that he never knew which hospital Angela had been taken to. He stated that he wasn't allowed to see his wife until mental health professionals were finished evaluating Angela.
1: That, again, would be a lie. That (laughs) if he admitted her, if he had any part of that that they want a family member there. They're not you're not admitting somebody to a mental health institution just to to kind of lock them away and throw away the key and make them feel alone. A mental health institution if they can is there to kind of stabilize them and you need people around to for your mental health to get better and you know to provide those natural supports. So, right, huge red flag. Another one. <laughs> Check, check. How many are we up to? Another red flag.
0: (laughs) So he then called, or no, he then claimed to have gotten a call that she had passed away, which I said at work when he was too busy. He says he later received another call regarding what should be done with Angela's body. Then Jeff says that a while later, a man stopped by the green residence. Are you ready for this? To get cash from Jeff for Angela's cremation. And he dropped off an urn supposedly containing the ashes of his wife, Angela. Jeff goes on to say that when he looked in the urn, it was empty. What? Yeah, this man, he just, he just keeps going with the lies. I don't even think he thinks about them before he just starts spouting stuff off. Hmm. Who buys an urn from a random guy you talk to on the phone that comes over to your house and demands cash?
1: It doesn't even sound remotely real. Ah. (laughs) I mean, there's so many holes in this story. Lots of
0: holes. So on March 11th, 2020, police searched a storage facility 14 and a half miles outside of Prairie Village in the town of Olathe, Kansas, where Jeff kept his collection of vintage cars. Cadaver dogs were brought in, but unfortunately the search turned up nothing. So in the winter of 2020 Ellie appeared on the Dr Phil show to discuss her mother's disappearance. She was advised by Dr Phil to gather soil samples from a home that Jeff had bought for Ellie in Lawrence, Kansas a year earlier. And Lawrence is college town that's where Ellie went to school is the University of Kansas. So She was told to specifically gather samples from some soil from flowers that Jeff had brought over from their prairie village home that were Angela's. Ellie was to have the samples sent off to private investigators in California. And when the results came back, it was determined that two cadaver dogs, each independently, found all three soil samples were positive for human remains. All three? All three. Wow. Two separate cadaver dogs. So this news was disturbing. very disturbing so those results were sent to the prairie village police department who then initiated a search warrant for the house in lawrence
1: now it is good to note that okay this was right as covid was starting to to hit Mm -hmm. the the world here so i i wonder if that could have like hindered the investigation some
0: uh yeah possibly it i mean that's a very good possibility well so In December, on December 23rd, actually, of 2020, police went to the home in Lawrence and knocked on the door, but no one answered. So they forced their way into the residence and found Jeff locked in a bathroom with music blaring. And
1: Did he know they were coming? I think.
0: I think that he suspected or maybe you know they have to announce when they knock on the door who they are so yeah. he could have went into the bathroom then and locked himself in there he know i mean this is this is my opinion but he knew why they were there and if you're hiding from that you're not making any effort to work with the police obviously but then you know according to his stories he knows what happened to his wife he he knew this is this is one of many 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 red flags so but the part that got me was not so much that he was in the bathroom with the music blaring it was that nothing was found in the residence and police didn't even bring cadavers with them and i'm not sure i understand why because they've already got the results that the cadavers found human remains in the soil that was there now i'm not saying i think that i don't know that they would have found anything it's just there were remains in the soil that came from the house in prairie village and it's not every day that you find soil that tests positive
1: outside your home for human remains um no (laughs) I guess what strikes me, though, just by um, the timeline. So, okay, we first started, you know, that March 11th, 2020, you know, that they started searching. That's really when it looks like that this, the police started investigating and then COVID hit. And there's obviously a gap in the timeline that, so we go from March all the way to December, the you know, middle of December, 2020, that's however many months, maybe nine months, nine, 10 months. And so I wonder, you know, one, a lot, I guess it comes to my mind. What was Jeff even doing there? I mean, if this was a house that he had bought for Ellie, and he lives in Prairie Village, what was he doing there? One. Two, I, I wonder, I mean, because of how long ago it was if the cadaver dogs would find anything at that point maybe but it almost seemed like to me that the police they were just like coming at first to kind of start back up the investigation probably was not expecting even Jeff would be there and I don't know it it just leaves a lot of questions but it seems like an obvious gap that maybe have affected something I
0: felt like that too that it was odd that Jeff was there at all because it was supposed to be a house for ellie but i'm sure because that was in right in the middle of covid that i'm sure that hindered the investigation also i don't think when you send things off for a sample like that i don't think it comes back within a few days i think all that takes a good while especially during covid so you're sending that off to get the samples tested during a, a global pandemic, that probably slowed things down a bit too.
1: So so you think that it was more that it took so long to get the results back? I think it probably took a while to get it back.
0: I, I didn't find anything when doing research on this case that said how long it took. But I did notice that there was quite a gap. And I know that she was in the winter of 2020 she was on the dr phil show so i'm not sure i mean i guess that would have been probably november i didn't i'm not sure exactly when that episode aired but there was definitely a gap in there so since angela's disappearance officers have exhausted over 200 leads and the case has turned cold unfortunately Jeff Green is still claiming he had nothing to do with Angela's disappearance and has since hired a defense attorney. Jeff and his side of the family, they're not even talking to Ellie anymore. They've completely shut off all contact with Ellie. Ellie and her Aunt Michelle are still actively searching for Angela and plan to file a wrongful death suit against Jeff. A GoFundMe has been set up to raise money to help with attorney fees and private investigators, and we'll post the link for that on our Facebook page if you would like to donate. Angela Green was 51 at the time of her disappearance. She's 5'9", 116 pounds, a female of Asian descent with black hair
1: and brown eyes. Anyone with any information is encouraged to call Prairie Village PD at 913 913- 913 or contact Crime Stoppers tips hotline at 816-474-TIPS that's 8477 completely anonymous you can also contact the Kansas Bureau I can't say it (laughs) of investigation the the KBI (laughs) at 785-296-4017 we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Gone in a Blink if you like what you hear, please consider following us on Facebook at Gone in a Blink Podcast or Instagram at Gone in a Blink Pod. Or if you have an idea for a show you'd like us to do, please email us at goneinablink@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Tune in next week when we'll have an all new case for you guys to dive into. And to everyone out there, be safe, be smart, and try not to blink.